0: Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Tuesday, August 3rd. Um, I've said the date for about a year now on these things. and I have no idea why, but if, if people are listening, maybe they don't know what the date is and they find out. But this is a special date. This is something a little bit different than um, we've ever done before. It's our first time hitting this milestone, but we made it one year. Richie, how one happy one year anniversary to us. How's it feel to have officially been doing this? This is you know, one year ago today. Our first episode dropped on iTunes. Uh, We had Demarcus Walker and Eddie Staples on. How's it feel to have been doing this for a year? No weeks off just yet.
1: Yeah, and I was just going to mention that TJ. That that's the craziest part. We did not miss a single week, and there's been many weeks where we've done two or three episodes. Um, So the consistency has been awesome. I I've enjoyed it. Uh, You know, talk about a year straight, not missing a week, but. I talk about Florida state sports all the time, um, that whether to anyone who will listen, whether it's my wife, my friends, whatever it may be. So I don't really consider it like work or a huge milestone, that I you know sit in front of a computer and talk about Florida state sports, but it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, I've loved the engagement from the listeners and the feedback we've gotten. It's, it's been a fun year.
0: Yeah, no, it, it really has a lot of, a lot of stuff has changed over the last year. We've had to be creative with some different stuff. We've, you know, we started this at, uh, in the middle of a pandemic, we,
2: uh,
0: yeah. uh, I don't know, it's been neat. Like, there's been a lot of really, really cool stuff that, uh, we've been able to do because of the pod and with the pod. And so, um, I've definitely enjoyed it. You know, we're going to do some reminiscing here, uh, today. We're going to hand out some awards, not to ourselves, but we're going to hand out some awards, um, uh, to different folks that, uh, we, we listed some nominations on Sunday night and, then we'll we'll reminisce a little bit and we'll get out of here. So kind of a short show where we can just kind of uh, I don't know. You'd usually say like raise a glass, but maybe raise uh, raise like a little fry cup or something, you know, to to us because um, that seems more on brand. Um, we'll get into some reminiscing here in just a minute, but let's get into our uh, awards that we gave out the other day, or that we vo- had voted on the other day that we voted on as a team that we put out on social media for people to vote on. Um, I guess we'll jump into that and then we'll, we'll roll a little bit later. Anything else you want to say about the show before we start reminiscing or no, I'm excited
1: there. for our, our first annual Duffins, you know, DFNS double fries in the no slot. We're calling it the Duffins. So uh shout out to Michael Scott and the Dundies, you know, a little, little play off that. Um, but yeah, like TJ mentioned, you know, we, uh everyone that, kind of on our staff so to speak uh, all had a vote and we ran some twitter polls and we gave each of those counted as two votes uh so we gave the listeners a little more power and you know i i no major surprises i don't think um actually there were a few now that i think about it looking at who won who didn't but let's get into it i'm excited to to present these awards sorry to delay us just a little bit more but i always do
0: this at the end of the show and i want to do this at the beginning. I want to shout out the team that works with us, that their votes went into this. And I want to shout them out here at the beginning, because most people don't listen to podcasts all the way through. And so I don't want you to just miss it at the very end. Obviously, we've got Harlan Harris, who helps us a ton. Uh, He produces this show. He's always in here. There he is. If you're watching on video, Uh, we appreciate Harlan and everything that he does for us. He is uh, super flexible. As far as time goes, he was, you know, he left his fiance in the hospital one night to go home and, and be able to produce the show for us and so like he uh he's sold out he's dedicated and so we appreciate harlan for all that he does um we told him this show would be airing at one time tonight and then we ended up changing the hours to three hours different and like nothing he was just like yeah sure i can no big deal we'll do that so uh, shout out harlan shout out brian hathaway who does all of our uh, graphics and images um, I text Brian once a day and I'm like, Hey, can you work on this? Can you make this? Can you make that? He always does it. Um, and, and so appreciate him and all, all of his help and all the work that he does. We made some, uh, graphics for the winners here in just a minute that we'll announce. And so, um, you'll get to see some of his work there, but again, he, he's really done a lot to help us. Ed Kennedy is our lead uh, editor for the website. He kind of checks everything to make sure that, Uh, when I'm writing something or somebody else is writing something, it sounds good and it makes sense grammatically. He has a degree in editing, writing, and maybe journal. I don't know. Editing and writing for sure. And then I forget what the third part of his degree is, but Ed is perfect for that. Uh, Dustin Franklin and, uh, Michael settle have joined the crew. Those guys and Brian from the don't go out there, horror movie review podcast. Um, do a little bit of writing for us. Um, Michael also went to the ACC kickoff days with me. Um, so did I get everybody, Richie? I didn't leave anybody out, right?
1: Ed, Brian, Ed, Dustin. Yeah, shout out Ed for uh, being in our group chat and having the worst draft ever. <laughs> Ed will never live down the, uh, the all-time FSU
0: draft. So anyway, if you haven't listened to those, those are good. But I want to shout out the guys, obviously myself, Richie. Um, appreciate it as well, uh, all that those guys do, and they, they make us look good. So um, without further ado... We will actually get into our awards. First up, we'll, we'll alternate these. Do you have the document up, Richie? We'll, we'll, we can go back and forth. Uh, I can text it to you if you need me to. But uh, let's go back and forth on these so that people don't have to hear my voice too much more. Um, first up was our team of the year. The nominees being women's tennis, soccer, men's golf, and softball. And based on their run in Oklahoma City, both our team and the fans ended up going with softball. It was a unanimous vote. I think it was the only unanimous vote that we had um, on the, uh, no, there was one more unanimous vote. The first one and the last one here are going to be unanimous votes, but yeah. shout out to Clean sweep. Yep. softball for being our team of the year. Really good performances by a bunch of teams at FSU. Obviously soccer made the, uh, made the national championship i think softball probably ends up winning this one because it was unexpected softball was number one i'm sorry soccer was number one all year um the way that their season finished unfortunately was kind of you know a heartbreaker and whereas the way that softball finished though they didn't win it it was really something to to um it was more about the run than, than the final game or the final result whereas soccer soccer was a kick to the to the to the you know what. So, uh, first up, softball, our first or our first Duffins award goes to
1: softball. All right, you take the next one. Yeah, and just to touch on that real quick, it, it was really two choices, right? It was soccer and softball. We had a lot of great teams this year, but softball, I think they definitely deserved it. But it's wild to think that you can be the best soccer team in the entire country, lose a game in PK's, which eventually uh, you know, I'm sure they're going to be upset that they don't have that national title but it lost them the Duffins and that's, what's really going to sting with them, but they'll be back next year. <laughs> obviously, obviously coach Kakorin is phenomenal. He's going to have those ladies ready to compete for natties on a regular basis. Um, but we may get be talking to him here in the, the near future. So uh, a little fun little teaser right there, but yeah, let's go to male athlete of the year. You had the person who I voted for uh, John Pock, most accomplished golfer in Florida state history. You think of Paul Azinger. Uh, Brooks Kepka, Daniel Berger, Jonas Blix, Uh Pac was better than all of them at Florida State. Um, Scotty Barnes, obviously the number four number four pick in the NBA draft. Matt Nelson uh, just drafted it just outside the first round, already signed a $2 million contract. And Asante Samuel Jr., one of the few bright spots of Florida State football this year, um, and the winner ended up by voting being Matthew Nelson, former, uh, double fries, no slog guest. So uh, shout out to Matt Nelson. He was a really good interview. Um, I'm expecting a lot of big things from him in the big leagues and, you know, well-deserved, like I said, I did not vote for him, but I cannot hate on this selection because that, that was a really good, um, that was a tough category because there's a lot of good options there.
0: Yeah. I think what you'll find and what you guys will see is that the, um, it's kind of like the East coast bias, right. With the uh, national riders and the ACC and the sec and the big 10 and how nobody loves the pack 12 because nobody's up at 10 PM watching games. Right. Uh, or they're doing that much less or passed out or whatever. But uh, yeah, I think that um, what you're going to find in a lot of these awards is that uh, Richie and I became, were able to become pretty familiar with a lot of the, you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. smaller or Olympic type sports. Um, Olympics, definitely a, a better way to say that. But uh, you know, but not everybody has been able to be familiar with those. And so it's hard to expect fans and, you know, even newer guys that are on our team to, to vote for folks that they're not aware of. So they go with a name that, that is familiar to them. I think that that may have been a little bit of what happened, you know, with this next one, which I think you had a couple of really, really phenomenal um, choices that uh, to pick from, from female athlete of the year uh, Beatrice Wallen of FSU women's golf, uh, Catherine Sandercock, obviously a pitcher for for the softball team. Nandini Das was an All American. Made it to, um, I believe, the quarterfinals of the uh, of the um, yep. uh, doubles tournament, and then also made the uh, elite eight in at the uh, at the national championships um, with the team. Obviously, so made the elite eight, made the quarterfinals in, in doubles with uh, uh, who was it? Andrea. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Nadine Doss and then Jalen Howell, who was a semifinalist or was a finalist for, you know, Women's College Athlete of the Year with the ESPYs, right? Um, The winner there went to uh, not a sweep, but certainly impressive, went to Catherine Sandercock. So our Female Athlete of the Year went to FSU's pitcher. Um, She was fantastic. Absolutely nothing away from her at all. Um, I think you had some other really really good ladies that didn't get as much tv time as as she did and so that may have impacted voting um but what's cool about her is uh she could win this she could win that a few more years and she very well may yeah. like she may win this yeah, like right? three years in a row um which would be incredible so i'm kind of hoping she does like and there's a great chance at it too you know like there, there's a there's a good chance that 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 kind of happens for sure. So um, Richie's dog is going a little bit crazy. So I'm going to go ahead and do the next category and then I will let him uh, go on from there. So after female athlete of the year, we'll try and blow through some of these because I don't want to take up a ton of time um, on it, but thanks for hanging out. Thanks for tuning in. Coach of the year went down to uh, our coaches that really, you know, much like softball, like made it the farthest, right? Like, so we we were, we didn't pull an ACC and just pick a coach out of the middle of nowhere that like didn't deserve, you know, all of our coaches at FSU were great, but we picked coaches that uh, we thought their teams, you know, made it pretty far and, and probably deserved to be in it. Um, again, we went through the nominations last week, so I, I don't necessarily feel the need to go through the nominations every single time. But what I will say this was Coach Krikorian over at soccer, Trey Jones, Jennifer Hyde. Special so shout-out to Brooke Niles, who also was fantastic, and her team did make the national championships as well. They were one of the last eight teams there um, as well. But our winner here went to Coach Almeida with uh, with softball. Uh, I don't think anybody would deny or doubt that what she did was, was – not that everybody else wasn't impressive. I feel like it, it's weird to like – automatically like categorize three or four lose, you know, people that lost, but uh, what coach Almeida was able to do and rebounding from losing at the ACC championships uh, or the ACC championship and get her team to go on the run that they did on the road in Baton Rouge. And then um, after losing the first game in, uh, in the uh, women's college world series is just fantastic. And so coach Almeida coach of the year uh, three or four time double fries, no slot guest. Uh, yeah. Front so of the
1: show, so Shut happy up. for her, man. She's a really cool lady too. Uh, could not be happier for her. I think most of us voted for her. I mean, we had a, you know, there are there some other options in there as well. Um, I actually voted for Trey Jones just because I'm a homer and I knew he wasn't going to win anyway, but I went with it. Um, but yeah, we go from coach of the year to game of the year. And, you know, there were a lot of good ones. Beach volleyball upset number one LSU. You know, uh, woman's hoops. Uh, shout out to Brooke Wyckoff, a, a friend of the show as well. Upset number three Louisville on the road, which nobody saw that coming. Uh, my Is that on the road, was, was that on the road? I thought that was at home. I, I thought it was on the road, but either way, they you know, underranked Florida State beating a uh, number three Louisville huge deal. Uh, my vote was actually for Florida State Leonard Hamilton, men's basketball. For getting seven in a row against Florida, just because I cannot stand those guys. My freshman year, I had to watch them win a national championship. So it's good to see that, you know, we now own that program. But the winner, which really should surprise nobody because football is king, upset over number five UNC. Uh, phenomenal night. We'll talk about that night, I'm sure, coming up here in a little bit later. But yeah i mean uh, nobody expected florida state to win that game The 8 p.m kickoff in doke the only shame about that game was there was only 20 percent capacity or whatever it was because doke would have been rocking that night would have been i
0: mean and it was for the the crowd that that was there it was it was pretty insane and yeah a heck of a win there um I love that all of the wins, besides basketball, but, but three of the wins were massive upsets. Yeah. You've know, you you've got football beating the number five team in the country, women's hoops beating the number three team in the country. I did look that up. That was in Tallahassee. But then you've got beach volleyball beating number one LSU. Again, they were fantastic this year, um, and that's why we have them in so many, uh, in so many categories. Um, and uh, Not as many people are maybe as familiar with them as they are with some of the other sports, but uh, Coach Niles does a fantastic job um with those ladies but uh football over UNC I mean that was a tough one that uh just about everybody picked Richie took hoops I took women's hoops over Louisville um just thought I just basically said that you know them them beating them was more impressive but then both of them were really impressive um you know but yeah like some fun games that we got to Got to witness this year. Okay, play of the year. This one did go to Richie the way he voted. Um, Richie was told totally, you could tell Richie was a homer. He only voted for uh, for for uh, basketball and, and golf the entire time. But uh, play of the year, uh, we have Kando's pick six, which is huge. Muffley's hurdle and tag, which in my opinion should have won this. Like I did vote for that. I thought um, that's
1: what was gonna win. I really did. I phenomenal me, play, that, phenomenal to, play.
0: But you didn't pick it. You're such a homer.
1: <laughs> yeah because uh, the winner will get to the winner but yeah, yeah
0: muffley's hurdle and tag like going absolutely viral everywhere and we got to talk with coach about that like i just i thought that would win um it didn't i was the only one to take it so um josie like at least i had you like when you stare all these people down that didn't vote for you like just don't scare me at that like don't don't do the crazy eye stare at me uh pox clinching putt at the Calusa cup um and then Barnes's buzzer beater, which which beat Indiana really early in the year. Um, you had this freshman come in and um, ACC true freshman, Big yeah, 10 challenge, yeah, like to, to win that. It, that was massive. I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. I, mean, I still like yeah. Muffley's hurdle and tag, but I understand that the uh, at the end of the day, that was it was crazy impressive, but it was the, just just an out, right? Yeah. Like uh, that's kind of the importance of Barnes' buzzer beater.
1: The, was the massive. of massive true freshman and i i believe this was in overtime when he hit it as well but the fact that he took the ball you know court to court like he's the only one who touched the ball it got to him he's like okay i'm gonna go win this and he did i think he hit it with like 1.6 seconds left but i believe indiana was out of timeout so they were really screwed off from their standpoint uh so shout out scotty barnes and again number four pick toronto raptors i saw you know, we talked about how Drake shouted him out on his Instagram the other day, and now Drake's uh, posting pictures with him and Scotty Barnes and the other Raptors draft pick uh, this morning. Uh, shout out to him. I'm glad he got an award because it, it's well deserved, in my opinion. Probably means more to him than being drafted in number four overall. Or <laughs> a buck. I don't um, know, man. That, that paycheck is probably going to look pretty nice when it, when uh number four. Paycheck rolls around. When he sees us tag him in this on Instagram tomorrow. He's going to probably tear up. So like, don't sell us short. Uh, you got the next one podcast. Yeah. So podcast, and we've had so many good ones So we tried to keep this to uh, Florida state centric. Cause we've had a lot of really good national guys, you know, Kirk Street, Andy Staples, a lot of them, but we wanted to keep it Florida state centric. So my by far favorite professor I ever took a class with uh, Mark Ziegler was a nominee. Uh, the, you know, obviously Gene Deckerhouse, the voice of the Seminoles, but the other voice of the Seminoles, Jeff Cameron. Uh, He was up there. Coach Hyde, Coach A, both in there as well. But the winner, the CEO of Seminole Boosters and who I hope will be our next athletic director, friend of the show, multiple time guest, Michael Alford. Congratulations. Uh, He also won the fan vote, which is pretty cool because I I was really curious to see who would win that one. And for Alford to beat out Jeff Cameron in a, fan vote. That's pretty impressive. I think the fan base understands and recognizes what he's done for the boosters and the athletic
0: uh, department and the college in general. And so I think there's a lot of appreciation for that. I also think he's just so real. I mean, not that anybody that's on the show isn't right. Like, I mean, it's not to say that somebody else isn't, but uh, yeah, I mean, he he's fun and he's funny and he, you know, I think that people have, people have heard from Cameron for 20 plus years. And, and not that, I mean, nobody's tired of hearing for Cameron. Like I, I love the guy and, and he, we're going to talk about him. Cause I, I think he was probably the uh, best actual interview that we did, you know, kind of all year. Um, Cause I, I could just listen to him talk forever, but I think it's the fact that uh, people got to kind of learn more about who Michael Alford was um, realize the kind of person he was, the kind of guy he was, his love for, for this university he's only really been at it for a short time. But um, yeah, I think it was um, a little bit different. I totally um, didn't put him on here, but guest of the year, there you go, his picture. <laughs> I think I also forgot. Um, I forgot. What was the, what did we do just before that? The uh, play of the year, there was Barnes's buzzer beater for sure against Indiana. So anyway, Alford wins that one. Um, but man, we had some, we had some, great guest this year. So, um, all right, I got this one. This was a fun one. Um, fan favorite play of the year. So we had some, some interesting ones for this one. Uh, interesting nominations. Um, we had Jordan Travis is, you know, dribbling the football off of the <laughs> ground, like a basketball scoring against Louisville, uh, Mason's home run against LSU and the, uh, I believe that one was in the eighth inning to tie it up. And then we walked it off in the ninth uh, Cabell and uh, Nelson's home runs to beat Southern miss in the, in the regional. Uh, but the winner was again, I think Richie probably rigged this one, <laughs> but uh, the winner on this one was Barnes's poster dunk. And so, um, I thought that was interesting. I, I really thought that uh, Liz might get that one, but uh, she didn't, and we've got uh, Barnes taking home his second award of
1: the evening. Yeah, and, and I was uh, honestly a little surprised that won the fan vote as well. Um, and, I and thought it, Mason I thought Mason would take the fan vote. See, I, I was thinking Mason or Jordan Trappist because obviously football's king, but yeah. I, I think people just remember that if they're like me, they're like, man, like he dunked on several different UF players in that game, so they're just like the collection of, of all the posters he had in that one game uh, got him the nod. So man, what a week for Scotty Barnes. He got picked number fourth in the NBA draft and he also receives two Duffins awards. This is a great week for Scotty Barnes, by the way. Yeah, no, no doubt.
0: It's, it's pretty absurd. the uh, resume he's putting together here on our show. Uh, all right, you got the next one, then
1: I'll do the last one. All right. Yeah. So performance of the year, and this was either individual or team. Um, one of the most fun weeks of not the most fun baseball season, but the program's obviously moving in a great direction under meat. Uh, but the baseball team outscored Florida and Miami 44 to four in one week. That was the nominee um, track and field when the, both the men's and women's won the ACC championship uh, phenomenal performance from them. Uh, men's golf dominating the Tallahassee regional. They were 34 under par while the second place team was 17 under par at one point. They literally lapped the field, but I have to agree with this one. Um, even though, again, I'm a homer and I voted for golf, but the winner, Kaylee Mudge, five for five in game one of the College World Series. Just a phenomenal showing. Really unbelievable when you think about it. We've we've spoke to her, so congratulations to her because that's five for five in a softball game. is just ridiculous when you think about it, especially the biggest stage there is for college softball. Yeah, she
0: also ended up in that college world series breaking jesse warren's record yeah. of most hits in a college world series so um yeah that that performance was fantastic it got um i mean it, it was a it was an easy winner there and baseball week was pretty impressive too uh that 44 <laughs> to 4 was was pretty awesome Wild. so um shout out to kaylee mudge um you know she she was fantastic there's a the graphic for it for those watching um she was really really good and um uh, excited to see her you know back again next year hopefully she can go six for six in a game um break her own record so all right this one's the most fun this is the one that i I think we're all here (laughs) waiting for my favorite category which i've reached out to a couple people at fsu to see kind of what we can what we can make happen that week that's not even a joke like i truly have asked a couple of questions about this um but the event so hopefully you'll get some of these um Something like these, I, I can't guarantee. Like who would be doing what, but hopefully you'll get something like these in the very near future. So, so stay tuned to uh, you know Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all those play. I'll even make a TikTok if any of these things happen. So, uh, double fries, no slaw, or double fries pod is where you can search it all. In the event that Richie is most likely to lose in, right? Like we're saying, he'd probably go over four. Yeah, um, 100%. But, but the one that, like, he absolutely has no chance. And so, uh, man, she's already won one award tonight, and she ends up winning this one too. The nominees being best of five free throws versus Bianca Jackson. You might have a good chance in that one. Just if you can get hot and hit five for five, like maybe she – If I make wins. the
1: first one, there's a chance. If I miss the first one, it's over. You're out. Yeah, because you'll miss another one in the last yeah. four. So
0: um, the closest to the hole against John Pock. You know he's not even in Tallahassee, but I don't know if he's going to be at Labor Day weekend or not. I guess we can reach out and ask. Uh, return a serve from Vic Allen of FSU women's tennis, and then last, the winner uh, could Richie get on base in that bat against Sandercock? Either hit by pitch, uh, drop it's strike, my three, only hope, <laughs> drop strike three. That might be the way to do it. Um, you know, I, I don't think Anna's going to drop a. Uh, the ball but i mean you never, it, you it never let's
1: run. not act like i could run to first base quicker <laughs> than she could get in there even if she didn't drop it um you know a walk maybe you just don't swing and just hope that yeah. she's a little wild that might maybe. be my best bet just
0: yeah. not swing the bat <laughs> um so or hit by pitch you know, lean into one so we said that uh, this was a sweep like the event that he has the least chance um would be getting on base against sander cock I, Richie, I want you to see those eyes. That, when, that mask Yeah, we still yeah, have I want you to
1: see those eyes. <laughs> so I, I'm oh, officially man. wanting to change this to getting on base versus a pitching machine because I would soil myself if she was staring me down like that <laughs> and throwing like rising pitches that I've never seen in my life. Oh. That ha- I have no idea how they do it. But yeah, I, I totally agree with the all of you guys and the fan vote on this one. Like you said, TJ, 0-4 is likely the most likely outcome but zero chance i could you know get on base even if i made contact with the ball that florida state softball team they're the team of the year for a reason they are so good they're not letting me get to first base yeah i know you're you're in trouble like it needs to be like a
0: a ball that you swing up that's like way outside of the zone and like ricochets <laughs> hard off the wall and like goes up the third baseline or something like that because then maybe you can get to first base, but even then, like if Cindy gets the ball in her hand, like I, I don't, I still don't trust you. Like, I think yeah. that she's got a great chance. So, um, it'd have to be really wired. Like it have to go over the back, like over the net. Like that's the only way. <laughs> so, um, anyway, those were fun. Those were, those were cool to do. Uh, we'll post all those pictures on, on our social medias and stuff. And, uh, thanks for everybody that voted and took part in that. There was, uh hundreds of votes over the last couple of days and so thanks for thanks for doing that that was that was fun so thanks for cueing us um all right let's reminisce a little bit and then let's get out of here we'll wish ourselves a happy anniversary and and go and then talk about anything that we think is is worth talking about you know on let's, the back end of this uh, let's bring uh
1: Harlan our producer in here
0: he said he didn't want to do these but harlan if you want to oh, no, he's in, coming in come on
2: God, y'all gonna put me on the spot <laughs> all right
1: um,
0: all right. So the first one we'll do, and I wrote some of these down. If there's anything else you guys want to bring up as well, I mean, certainly feel free to, we've been on for about 27 minutes, so let's only keep this to like 20 more minutes and let's get out of here. But, uh, do you, do you guys have a favorite moment, um,
1: from the podcast from the last year? So uh, I'll start. And, uh, I think me and Harlan had one of the same ones, but for me, you know, even going back to the roll cast, doing the basketball minute. There was no, no cooler moment for me than getting the chance to interview coach Hamilton. I think he is an amazing coach, an amazing person. Just, I I love everything he stands for and for him taking, you know, 20, 25 minutes out of his night to come hang out with us. That to me was the coolest thing.
0: Yeah, I, I think the, um, it's the coach Hamilton. It's, it's, it's really all of the coaches and players and people around FSU that we've been able to not only interview but like truly develop a relationship with, you know, like, um, you know, I'm just a massive FSU fan. And so, um, when I am uploading, you know, stupid stuff like this, but when I'm uploading a picture of my kids on 4th of July and FSU's women's volleyball coach, Brooke Niles, like likes that picture because like, we actually have a relationship, you know, it's not just, Oh, I interviewed you one time and that's it. Like, you know, she shot me a message when her husband, Nick was, uh, in the Olympics and playing, and we were tweeting about it and stuff. And just like, Hey, thanks for, you know, all the support. And, um, uh, tagged her in pictures of my kids wearing USA stuff when he was playing. And, um, you know, uh, coach Proctor sending us pictures of him and Katrina in Tokyo coach Almeida sending us pictures of, uh, them in her in Tokyo after, um, they won the bronze medal there. Shout out her for that again, That just another feather in her cap from the coach of the year. But the fact that we've been able to, you know, so it's not like one moment or one interview. It's just kind of the fact that we, I think we try to do things the right way. Um, we are loyal to Florida state and we try to be, you know, Cheerleaders for the school. And because of that, we've been able to develop some really, really cool relationships with a lot of people in and around and connected to Florida State, whether that be former players, whether that be radio guys like Cameron, whether that be national media guys like Herb Street or Staples or uh, Adelson or Hale. I saw Andrew Adelson and David Hale up at ACC kickoff and we chatted about different breweries that we were going to that night and stuff like that. And they were really cool. And so, um, yeah, Hale recommended both a brewery and a place for my wife to go eat. Both of them were fantastic. But um, that has been my favorite. Yeah. So it's not one moment, man. It's just really the yeah. whole thing of what we've been able
1: to do as far as developing relationships. It, and I want to piggyback on that real quick. Cause it's something that, you know, my wife said to me, we are talking about, you know, these awards and everything. And, uh, she's like, it's crazy how many coaches you've talked to. And it got me thinking, you know, there's a ton of really good Florida state football podcast out there. There's a bunch of them, but I feel like we're one of the very few, true florida state sports podcast and i don't know if that's the lane we were trying to get in when we started this thing it's kind of where we ended up and i could not be happier like you said tj these relationships with these coaches with these student athletes has been phenomenal i love it i love being a true florida state sports podcast as opposed to just you know putting all our eggs in the football basket um harlan how about you man uh, i i remember your first show that you did with us
2: yeah so my favorite Which one match? was it
0: Which one was? I don't remember which one it was. I feel like you've been here since the start. Which one was it?
2: I don't even remember. I just remember TJ having me hook up everything when we were using OBS. And that was a lot more complicated than this. So I didn't come on much then. I remember Chris Ricks was the first one to actually bring. That was the first time I ever went on. It was when Chris Ricks was like, hey, Harlan, uh, let's get him in here. And I was like, oh, God. I
0: was was like, hey, Chris, why don't you relax a little bit?
2: (laughs) my favorite moment, though, is probably going to go with more recently, uh, the Matt Nelson interview. Just yeah, yeah. I played That's catcher so cool. in college. He did, getting him on, being able to talk to him just about some typical like player-to-player baseball questions and a little peek behind the curtain of him talking to some MLB teams, which I won't say what was said, but that was just so cool. And he he uh, hung out with us for another 10, 15 minutes after the pod yeah. was over. So, um, that, that was, was probably so cool. my favorite
0: yeah, I wish I'd have been recording that and could put it like behind a Patreon wall or something like that. Because, uh, yeah, he was um, he was fantastic, and like you said, he he hung around for a few more minutes and like kind of told us some stuff that we couldn't repeat, and uh, a little bit about the draft process that was really really neat. So um, I will agree with Richie though, like getting getting Hamilton was kind of like a oh my goodness moment. Like I you know um, obviously Kirk was was incredible too. Like you know Kirk Herbstreit literally. Responded to me and said my name, and I'm like, dude, like I'm—that's my hero, you know. Like what? The in fact the world? that Kirk
1: Herbstreit hung out for almost an hour with us was wild to me. Like you have nothing better to do on a Sunday during college football season than coming out with us for an hour—such a cool thing. And me officially breaking the news that Little Muschamp had been fired to Kirk Herbstreit might be my favorite moment, actually. <laughs> i forgot about that yeah so anyway a lot
0: of a lot of cool moments i we could sit here and talk about moments the whole whole night all right so that was kind of like some favorite ones that we had funniest what was the funniest thing harlan you can go first oh i'm
2: so glad you came to me first the funniest moment hands down was after the unc game instant reaction on discord we'd been watching the game having some drinks and richie Richie's drunk pod was the funniest one. I mean, that was that was my favorite, hands down, was the UNC pod with Richie.
1: Yeah, man. so I, I went into that day thinking, let me drink early because I'm going to want to be in bed by halftime because we're going to get blown out, right? Well, that didn't happen, and typically I still would have been asleep on the couch, but I'm so excited. The adrenaline's running from the game, and that's all I remember. I don't remember anything about that podcast. I remember doing it. Don't remember what I said. I guess I kept it fairly clean because TJ actually posted it. Uh, that was a lot of fun for me, and I hope I'm not stepping on your shoes here, TJ. The entire John Proctor interview—he was just hilarious. I, I loved everything about him. Go back and listen to that one. The Olympics are still going on, but uh, I did not know who John Proctor was this time a year ago, and now I'm a huge John Proctor fan, dude. He's a, and like you said, that kind of ties back in. That ties
0: back in with the the first one I talked about. Just you know he was texting me the other day from the from the olympic village you know in tokyo like that's really cool you know and and he was i mean he was just hilarious and it was it was really cool for him to to be on uh the podcast as well and um yeah his his interview was fantastic i have some a couple other funny things i, I you know Obviously, we've told the Charlie Ward story a million times. You haven't heard it. Long story short, I asked Charlie Ward if he was a vegan. I'm sorry, if he ate chicken tenders, uh, liked Guthrie's or whatever, and he's like, dude, I'm a vegan. So like, that was embarrassing, right, like live on the air. Um, I also love um, when we watched Coach Wyckoff um, and and the women's team beat Florida, and then Meat was watching – some golf tournament that, you know, I don't know, if Brooks was playing or whatever. The first time he came on. And it's like we uh, you know, these coaches come on, man, they're just big as fans we are. You know, like they wanted to see the end of the, the shows or the games or whatever. And so to me, that was that was kind of funny looking back on that. Um interview that surprised me the most, and, and Richie just kind of talked talked about it, um, was that uh was that Proctor interview. Like he was fantastic, he was so, so good. Um, and I didn't know him. I didn't know anything about him. Um, you know, I, I, I never, I, I, barely knew that we even had a diving team. Right. And so, um, uh, shout out to he and Katrina Katrina d- dies at like 2 AM. Um, so if you're listening to this on audio, she's already dove and hopefully did really well, but she dies like 2 AM. Um, I unfortunately probably will not make it to that, but I will wake up at like, you know, four cause I'm old and go pee and then see how she did. But uh, Proctor his interview definitely shocked me, not shocked me, but I didn't know anything about him. And, and it was fantastic. It was so, so good. If you haven't heard it, you should go back and listen to it. He is phenomenal. Uh, He's a great interview and and I loved his also, I'll give a shout out here to coach Almeida and coach Hyde. Um, Their interviews surprised me because they kept coming on like the day that their teams like win massive games or like the morning after their team would win a massive game. And like coach Hyde was, she came on, um, the Sunday night after they'd won the Tallahassee regional, she came on. After they won their suites, the day, the night of her winning the, they they won the Sweet Sixteen in women's tennis. Coach Almeida came on when they qualified for Oklahoma City. She came on when they beat LSU. She came on after the regional, like she was, she was there and she was down to hang out. And so, like to give us that inside look of of their program and uh, to do it kind of real time was was fantastic. So those those definitely. It's not surprised, like I wasn't expecting it, but I wasn't expecting Coach. I made it to like jump on the pod like hours after you know beating LSU and different things like that. So Richie Harlan
1: interview that maybe shocked you a little bit. Yeah, I have two off the top of my head. One, um, a guy that made almost fifty million dollars in the NFL does not have reliable Wi-Fi. Antonio Cromartie. That <laughs> shocked me a little bit, but we'll give him a pass. Give him a pass. Um, But I'll, I'll keep it in my little Homer bubble that I that I'm in for this show. Um, John Puck, like, uh, you know, I've, I've followed his career loosely and then pretty heavily this past year, but never seen an interview or anything with him, although I, I know he's done them. But for him at 22 years old, he had just signed on uh, uh, as a. He had literally just signed contracts with Nike and Taylor made to be a professional golfer like a day or two before he came on the podcast, and I could not have been more impressed with his maturity, um, with his you know sense of humor. It, it just it was truly like talking to a friend or someone you've known for a long time, uh, and so casual. So I, I got to give John pox some love. I thought he was phenomenal.
0: Harlan, you got one for this, or is it Nelson again? Yeah, I
2: hate I hate to copy Richie, but mine was John Pock as well. Just because I, I mean. I've met a lot of athletes throughout, you know, playing college ball and I'd never really talked to a golfer. So I didn't really know what to expect. But like Richie said, he was so laid back and his sense of humor. And he's sitting there telling Richie, you know, yeah, we can go. We can go uh, see him get closest to the hole. And, you know, maybe I can get you a driver. And then he, yeah, starts right? talking about, then he starts talking about, you know, hitting with the baseball teams. Like, yeah, we're not really that athletic. So somebody got hurt. And so we don't, we don't do that anymore. And I, I that one's just it's a that one is the most surprised I've ever been just
1: that I, I think my favorite my favorite one out of that one before we move on was when he said his dad used to make him hit like 800 balls a day on the weekend and when his dad would look away he'd just grab a handful just throw them out in the range so he wouldn't That's have amazing. to practice as long. Yeah.
0: He was he was fantastic. Like you you think about like sometimes you're like oh this kid you know he's just a college kid like he won't be. he was a great interview. Man. And and so yeah, he was he was absolutely phenomenal um next one we've got up okay so this is a fun one um what do you think richie what do you think the best episode that we did was like do you want to go first do you want me to go first here like i know that's hard yeah but like what do you think the best episode we did was
1: all right so what uh, this is our 91st episode so you're asking me to pick one out of 90 It's like your shoulder, um right yeah i i think I'm probably going to go with the first time we had Michael Alford on because I, I just thought it was such a good interview and I didn't know what to expect at the time. Right. And he was just so, you know, we just talked about John Puck. He he was very similar in terms of, it felt like a natural conversation. It wasn't like a, you know, an interview. It was just like all of us just having a conversation with each other and the fact that we helped boost, you know, not to toot our own horn. I'm not saying we're the only reason this happened, but for them to get 500 plus new signups, you know, within a few days of coming on the podcast, I thought it was cool. One, because Michael is a super cool guy and I I love talking with him. But also it felt like we helped the university out and uh, you know yeah. our athletic departments who they need the money they can get. Um, so if you're not a booster, please sign up. Think about season tickets. But that that's pro- got to be me the, the first time just because getting to meet him, seeing what a down to earth, cool guy he is. And then, uh, again, the success we saw with Boosters and the partnership, it's formed ever since. For me, that's got to be it.
0: Yeah. No, no doubt. I think his was uh, his was fantastic. Uh, Harlan, do you have a, like, this was the best episode we did? Or
2: Yeah, uh, I, missed, I missed the best episode that we ever did. I was moving back from Jacksonville, and y'all interviewed Jeff Cameron. And I remember being oh. And I got to watch it on the way back home. Um, but I was so upset when y'all got Jeff Cameron on the show that I couldn't be there.
0: Yeah. Jeff was absolutely fantastic. Um, I'll say this. I think Jeff was our best interview um, as far as like an interview content uh, piece. Like he is the, I mean, he talks for a living, right? Like, so like that, that sh- I'm sure that's not super surprising, but he talks for a little, he is so, so good to talk to you. Like I could listen to Jeff talk for hours and most people do every, every week. So, um, Jeff was the best interview. I think that we, the a- actual specific content wise interview, uh, he was really good. I really like the show. We did just a couple of weeks ago talking about the ACC kickoff, um, conference expansion. We got Richie back now, uh, ACC kickoff conference expansion and, um, the big recruiting weekend that we had, there was no guest that week. And so I really think that, uh, you know, we we use a lot of guests. We had a lot of guests over the last several months because it was the off season and you had different stuff going on, and it was just kind of pertinent to use different guests, look inside other programs and stuff like that. But uh, for Richie and I to just kind of, I thought the flow and the camaraderie that that show was just absolutely fantastic. Um, us going back and forth and not having to lean on a guest, right? And and and, and you know, use them as as the main content piece. I thought that one was really, really good. The weekend that we did a show um, in in the middle of December after Florida state had beaten both Florida on the court and then Duke on the field, um, Florida and Miami obviously both lost both of their football and basketball games that same day. Uh, That was a fun show. We called it double wins, no L's. Um, So that was a, that was a fun one as well to me. Like those were my, those are the, the the you know, outside of the interviews that we've talked about that we absolutely love. Those were, inter, you know, really, really fun episodes to me. Um, would you guys say, okay, this is a tough one. This is like introspective for sure. Um, we'll do a couple more and we'll get out of here. But like, what's one thing you've learned from the podcast? Or well, if know, you have a couple of things or whatever. I know,
2: for sure. Right. So even with how good FSU was, you know, late 80s, 90s, a kid born in 96 can still draft a better offense and defense. Team. <laughs>
0: That's, That's amazing. I'm looking for something to be somewhat uh I was looking for something like serious like oh you got to grind or you got to work hard or every week's a battle or something you know SEC my here goes Harlan with the jokes. That was good. That was fantastic. Um
1: yeah, for me, it's um, JJFSU on Twitter doesn't agree with you, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for me, I, I think I have to go with. Kind of, we touched on this, but you know, we served this thing knowing it'd be football heavy. Had no idea we'd get to know so many different coaches and uh, student athletes on campus, and just seeing, you know, you always know Florida State has a really good athletic department as a whole. But getting to know these people and seeing the work they put in that nobody else sees and nobody else gives them any shine, really, for the most part, I learned that you know we have a lot of really good coaches and student athletes that don't get anywhere near the shine that they deserve, and, and I'm glad we've kind of been able to, you know, be that vehicle for them to, you know, get them in front of people because the feedback we get. You know, obviously that you have your football heavy fan base, right? They only care about football stuff. Second, we start talking about basketball, they turn it off. But we've gotten so much good feedback and comments from people saying, thank you for interviewing, you know, Jen Hyde, Brooke Niles, you know, Coach A, all of them, and learning that there there is a lot of passion for these other sports um, and just how many good coaches and athletes we have on campus, just you know, not just inside, you know, the football facility or the basketball facility. I, I, that being able to grow it and learn about these people and get to know them personally—that's been awesome for me.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I think for me, it's uh, something I probably already knew, but then was able to just kind of apply it to the podcast. That like, whatever we want this podcast or this platform or our website or our social medias to be, uh, we can literally do anything we want. You know, I, if you had told me a year ago. And we were going to interview people like Kirk Herbstreet and Leonard Hamilton and Michael Alford and, uh, John Pock and Matt Nelson and, you know, Cromarty and D walk. I mean, I, I interviewed D walk on the, on the up, but, uh, you know, D walk and, and just the, you know, I know Harlan doesn't know what this is. And maybe our young 96 and, in and more recent folks aren't going to know who, uh, what a Rolodex is, but coach Sue and coach Wyckoff and coach Hyde and Lonnie and Trey and, um, Pat Watkins and
3: Taylor Brad Walls, Johnson, yeah, Brad, John,
0: <laughs> Brad Johnson and Taylor Walls. And um, man, just, you know, me, we obviously talked about Reggie Northrop, Andy Staples, you know, like I just, I, I don't think that I would have believed you, you know, Corey Simon, Devin Travis, like Doc Ever Dawkins. Yeah. Like Greg Jones, like Rickson, Sam, like Myron roll, like the list goes on. Charlie Ward, Anthony Beck, like it just goes on and on and on. And so, Um, you know, if you'd have told me that we'd have been credentialed at, at the ACC kickoff, right. Like our ACC media days, whatever. Like I I would not have necessarily believed that if you would have told me that we were in talks with FSU about stuff like that, like up in Tallahassee, like I'd have been like, no, no way. You know, like I didn't think things would happen as quickly as they did, but you know, I, I kind of learned that if you, uh, work your butt off and, um, treat it like a job as opposed to just like a fun hobby and, and you work hard to get good guests and you work hard to develop good relationships and you work hard to hire a good team, which I, I think we've definitely done that. I'm trying to shout everybody out at the beginning of the show, but if you work hard and hired, I mean, you know, all this too can be yours, you know, or whatever, like right, like it you, it's, it's just about putting in that, that effort level. And if, and if, and if all you want to do is sit around and talk about Florida state for a, an hour a week, you don't want to do any of that outside of work. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like that, that's totally okay. But I think what makes you know what's kind of made us different and what's kind of set us apart um, when it comes to the FSU podcasts um, is that I mean, we do. We, we there's a lot of effort that goes into this. There's a lot of time that goes into this, um, more than just you know the hour or two that you see on Sundays or a pop up episode. There's you know I, I spoke with, I spoke with three different FSU SID. Uh, folks today right and and booking interviews and asking questions about stuff and um that that all takes time right like and i think that's you know you know richie's reaching out to people for for john or richie's reaching out to brad john like a lot of effort goes into this and so i'm proud of the team that we have um i'm rambling at this point so i don't really know how to wrap this up but you know if you want something to be big, if you want this to be big faster than you thought it could be, then just work your butt off and, and it can happen. Um, I also really liked Harlan's answer, like which wasn't serious at all. Um, no, I'll because, give a, I'll, I'll, <laughs> no, I'll just give you a hard time. Like yours is, I mean, people are going to like yours more than mine anyway.
2: Right? <laughs> like, yeah, know. no, I would just say one other thing, uh, just that, you know, you wouldn't learn this on Twitter, but even big shots, you know, these big coaches that, you know, they're big figures and at FSU everyone is typically a genuinely good person. People are willing to come on here and be on our small podcast and talk to us about FSU football, you know, all the guests you just mentioned. Um, and if you sat on Twitter all day and read comments, you would, you would never think you could get the guests like this. So um, I think TJ and both of y'all, you know, everyone's genuinely a good person. And that'd be what I've learned through all this. Yeah. I
0: mean, I think that's uh you know, I, I don't want to call the specific person out, but some of the, the probably the best, and and I uh, you know we're kind of patting ourselves on the back right now, but it's our one year anniversary, and we'll get back to regular stuff on Sunday. But uh, yeah, one of the best compliments that I think I've ever gotten, as it relates to media in any ways, is one of the coaches that uh, has been on this podcast a couple of times or a few times, so you doesn't really narrow it down much. But uh, uh, told us, uh, told me that. They liked coming on our show because it just felt like they were having a beer with an old friend. Right. And that's, and that's how we want people to feel right. Like I I don't want to be so like corporate, so HR, so professional that people feel like uptight on our interview. I want to freaking ask them about chicken tenders. Right. And, um, have a good time with them and them leave feeling like, man, those guys are really cool. That was a lot of fun. Not like another interview. You know, I I want them to want to come back. And so I think that, we've rishi and i and, and the team really have worked hard to try to develop those relationships and keep those relationships and uh harlan's completely right like i have loved every coach to i coach Argro like with track and field like i forgot about yeah. him but like i've loved every coach that we've had on um i do think they're just incredibly genuine people who love florida state and care about it and then when it comes to football i mean they're just massive football fans too right like it's not just you know they love their sport and they obviously have such passion for it but uh yeah, no, they're they're all incredible people, and, uh, and we're lucky. And, I'm pretty
1: blessed to have had them. Um, yeah, and TJ, sure. just you were kind of mentioned like how you know we start with uh, one year ago today we started this thing, and one of the coolest compliments that I saw, and it wasn't directed at any of us individually, but at, at the podcast. I forget which game, but it was right before a, game, a football game last year one of our listeners tweeted out something along the lines of, listen to similar headlines, listen to NOLCast, listen to Double Fry, no slaw, I'm ready for the game. Um, and Headlines and cast, both outstanding podcasts, they've been around for 10-plus years, and for someone to lump our brand-new podcasts in with that, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, no no doubt. When, when we started getting
0: mentioned in, in the names of, like, the, like you said, the On the Bench and the Wake Up War chant and uh, those ones that have been around forever, um, I don't think we're anywhere close to what those guys yeah. do. First of all, just from a stylistic approach, like we're just fans sitting around talking about stuff and doing uh silly little contests with fan voting and stuff like that for player of the year and all that. But uh we don't really do the same kind of show as those guys, but for people to want to listen to our show as well, like that, that's cool. You know, like, and they do like thousands of you crazy people tune in every week to hear this. And, uh we're appreciative because if nobody listened or nobody followed us on social media or nobody cared about anything we said we probably still do this but we probably would do it less and and it would matter less so thank you guys for your support um you know again i I hate to be cliche but like anything else i couldn't do anything without the fans right like that's that's all that that's really the only reason we do it um anything else you want to get uh now that i'm going to cry uh anything else you guys want to talk about anything else over the last year like I mean, I I don't know. You guys have any goals for this year? You want to talk about anything else that's happened uh, over the last year? Or you just want to wrap this up? I will just
2: shout out the tailgate. I still have yet to meet Richie in person. I've met TJ in person a few times. But I'm ready to be at the Notre Dame game, tailgating. And I hope to see people that tune into this podcast just to meet. You know, I'd love to meet someone who's like, yeah, I tune in every week or I listen to it every week. And I'm just really looking forward to that Sunday.
1: I think that'll be a lot of fun especially uh, and it's going to be difficult with recruiting weekends and everything but a couple coaches that have been on the podcast do plan to stop by it'll be cool to meet them in person obviously TJ and I got to meet uh coach Hyde in person uh, here in Orlando when they were in the Sweet 16 which was you know it was brief but it was really cool and then we talked to her for like 30 minutes uh via FaceTime um you know afterwards so i'm definitely looking forward to that but it's just been a lot of fun you know it's the first year it doesn't it seems like it flew by um with everything you know starting the podcast right before the worst florida state season of our lifetimes in the middle of a pandemic and we're still here and the feedback you know is mostly positive hey some of you don't like us cool don't listen but no still listen even if you don't like us um but, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun uh, getting to know, uh, you know, all of you guys through the chat. And like you, Harlan, I'm excited. Hopefully the whole team can make it to Tallahassee for Notre Dame weekend. I still need to get a hotel or Airbnb. I am slacking and going to pay way too much money at this point, but that's okay. Uh, we'll be up there. And we're excited, at, like you said, man, just to meet everybody. Listeners, if you want to stop by, shoot us a DM. We'll, we'll let you know the location. We're not going to put it out in the public for everybody because we don't have the enough chicken tenders or beer for you know all the listeners that listen every week. But I, I'm excited. And again, it, year one in the books, I'm excited to see what year two brings. I hope yeah, you're so- is better
2: on the football field.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm predicting more than three wins, so
2: I'll take yeah. that.
0: Um, Harlan, I will say this about that weekend. I know we've hung out a couple of times. Uh, I have hung out with Richie. In person, a couple of times, it's not—it's not really that special. Like, it's all not really right. a big deal at all. <laughs> My favorite thing about the show is me and Richie cons- uh, constantly going back and forth at each other. I, we really do like each other, uh, I, but I know you would never know that from listening to this show. Um,
2: I cannot um, wait for the NFL to start back up so I can hear more about Tom Brady versus Jameis and New Orleans Saints versus Bucks. That's highlights oh, yeah. that I love when it happens because it goes on for like ten minutes off topic every single time i will bring it up.
1: So I'm actually—it uh, won't go too far. I think I'm buying a Jameis jersey, guys, for the Saints, for your wife or for yourself. For the wife, nah, it'll be a woman's one for the wife. You know, Drew Brees was her guy for the longest time. She said she really wants an Alvin Kamara one. I'm like, nah, I think I'm gonna get you Jameis. So the, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Jameis will will do
0: okay this year. I mean, not to go too far into this, but you can't have a show without me, you know, being a homer for him. Yeah, but um, but I. But I but I do think that their schedule is just murderer's row compared to the Bucks schedule, which is really one of the easier ones in the NFL. The Bucks had the benefit of losing. Like, if you're going to lose... Like, the NFL is not set up for you to... Yeah. L- lose your division,
1: any. win the Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: yeah, because then you get to play, yeah. uh, you know, all of the second-place teams. Yeah. So, where the... Uh, uh, who do the bucks play the line uh the bear boys bears, yeah they they play the bears Giants. and the yeah. saints the saints have to play uh the packers right and so it's just that's kind of it's it's crappy the way
1: that that kind of works out so i think that yeah, was phenomenal I like planning the, by bruce arians though to to not win the division knowing he could win three straight on the road and then go home for the super bowl phenomenal uh, just listen you can you can um you can say anything you want about Tom Brady,
0: and it's really hard for me to like argue about it. But like, don't come on this podcast saying that Bruce Arians is a good coach. Like, don't, don't, don't do that at all. Like, that's that's they won that Super Bowl in spite of him. I mean, it might be a nice guy, it might not be, but he's a terrible coach. Like, that was Brady and the talent around him that, that won the Super Bowl. It was really the defense showing up like crazy because Brady wasn't very good the first
1: few games. But Bruce Arians is not a good coach. I was going to say was it was like, Brady and the talent around him. He said wasn't very good and would probably. Uh, make the playoffs and lose week one or game one I mean, of the they, playoffs. Cause that's I mean, what you they, said. They, they nearly did, right? Like they barely beat Washington. It no. was under 500. Yeah. they won by eight points. They, yeah. they, they never trailed. That game was never close. The game was an
0: eight point game with Washington driving down the field. And then like the third string quarterback threw an interception. So yeah, like congratulations <laughs> on that very impressive win. Um, no anyways, I, let's I, wrap this up. <laughs> I uh I mean Richie's trying to go back and forth. Like I said, Arians just we're not gonna praise Arians on this show. Like I might have to edit that out. Um, but yeah, I think the Bucks have a really easy schedule and, and the Saints don't. So it'll be a surprise to me if the Saints could do anything but win the wild card. You know, I, I don't even know if that happens. So but I do think Jameis will have a good year. Um I do too, yeah. All right. Any closing thoughts? I don't think we have anything else. No shout outs. We just shouted ourselves out for an hour, so I don't want to shout anybody else out. We'll see you guys maybe for a pop-up episode before Sunday, but if not, we'll see you guys on Sunday. We've got a fun episode planned, some stuff in the works. Um, obviously, go support the Boosters if you haven't done that. Any, uh, If anyone has done that and wants to support more, you can go to similarexperience.com. Check them out. Obviously, always brought to you by Guthrie's. Visit both their locations in Tallahassee and tell them we sent you get a free drink um who wants the song this week i had last week's right? you're, not
2: yeah. doing me. you're not doing it to me one of you's got it
1: richie um uh, i will text you the song That's i, I, I want to think of like a one year how, how about uh give me cory smith maybe next year just because you know staying on theme okay i've never heard that song in my life but, a um, phenomenal <laughs> song by the way and it's the story of my life probably so when you listen to it you'll be like oh that makes a lot of sense I was going to go Welcome to the Future by Brad
0: Paisley, but uh, no, this one's good. I like maybe next year. So, all right. For myself, TJ Pinger, Richie Barnes, Harlan Harris, all the guys that help us out on the back end uh, with graphics and social media and writing and everything else, we will see you guys later. Go Nulls. Happy one year anniversary, Nuss.
3: Time's are. changing but I'm still the same just as messed up as I've ever been I act like I did back when I was a kid but it hurts me more than it did back then I go out on the town and make a fool of myself I run around with the same rowdy friend I get drunk and obnoxious and wake up the next day swearing I'll never drinking again. Yeah, my grandma still tells me, enough is enough. Life ain't a game, son, it's time to grow. Maybe next year I'll start acting my age, turn a new leaf over my wicked ways, get a real job. And my weight Only 365 days Until I changed my way. I dress like a slob Never tuck in my shirt I let it hang over my baggy jeans I wear an old baseball cap On the top of my head With the logo of my favorite team I'm a big old kid, but I ain't ashamed Cause when the time comes around, I know I can change Maybe next year I'll start acting my age new newly over my wicked ways Get a real job and start pulling my weight Only 365 days until I change my ways Maybe next year I quit blowing all of the cash. Start working out and get off of my ass. Maybe next year I quit putting off all the chores. Maybe next year I'll visit my grandparents more. Maybe next year I'll go back to church and repent. Maybe next year I'll pick up my Bible again. Whoa. Next year I won't be singing the blues maybe next year I'll start telling the truth maybe next year I won't stay drunk all the time and maybe next year I'll have a little more peace of mind and maybe next year I won't be so sad when I'm alone 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 so